Welcome to the Housewife of Horrors Podcast. And welcome back, true crime lovers. This week we have another listener request. But before we get into that, I have a couple thank yous that I would like to put out there. Uh, checking my dashboard of episode listenings, and I saw that the episode four, Cabrini Green Murders, has gotten over 100 listens, so thank you for that. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to turn my phone off. You are unprofessional as shit today. I am. I'm... I think they're referred to as downloads. Oh, okay, listens, downloads. Either way, there was over 100, and thank you very much for that. Download them all again. And uh, I would like to say that we have picked up some listeners from Leinster and Connaught, Ireland, Hesh, Germany, and Singapore. So, welcome. Thank you for listening. And um, <laughs> let's see. I Oh, and Freak one more. people out. Only one dude in Ireland like, how does she know? It shows up on my dashboard. We so. know who you are now. Yes, and we know you live in Leinster. So... Feel free to send us cool shit from Ireland, please. <laughs> and uh, our final thank you goes to Danica for her listener request this week. Danica Patrick? N- uh, no, but it is pronounced the same way because when she sent that over and I was like, Danica, like the race car driver? And she goes, yeah. So. Is she still a race car driver? I don't know, but she'll always synonymously be known as the race car driver. So there is a horror movie named Danica, but I can't say that I've watched it. Is it about race car driving? I don't think so. I think it's kind of one of those, uh, like, few years ago, straight-to-DVD kind of movies, like Tamra and those, you know, scorned woman-type movies. Straight-to-DVD is even an old term now. It's it's straight-to-streaming. Oh, I'm sorry. DVDs like straight-to-VHS. I'm showing my age. Coming soon to a home video theater near you. Well... (laughs) On that note... What the hell are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about the case of Jennifer Schlecht. And I had to listen to uh, a news report to make sure that I got all these names right. Schlecht? Yes, I wanted to make sure that I... I always want to make sure I pronounce names right, especially victims. So, um... I make a point to mispronounce uh, killers' names wrong. Well, you're going to have a fun day with this motherfucker, because he's a piece of shit. Awesome. So anyway, Jennifer Schlicht, we'll do a little background into her. Um, This, to be honest with you, the brief synopsis of this woman's work is merely the tip of the iceberg of what she has contributed to the world and to the world of women's rights. Um, In April of 2018, she became the senior advisor for the Emergency Preparedness and Response at Family Planning 2020. Family Planning 2020 is an organization that helps out with women in uh, reproductive crisis, health crises, stuff like that. Uh, Touchy topic in this day and time. Yes, she was working with the United Nations Foundation, an organization called CARE, and other agencies that worked with reproductive health for women. 
For, uh, for several years before taking on this new position, she traveled the world, mostly through Africa, establishing reproductive services in underdeveloped countries with the Women's Refugee Commission. She was a leading force in medical care for women and girls in crisis situations. So, like I said, this woman, uh, I am not giving her enough credit here. This is just a tip of the greatness and lives she's changed. Why has it always got to be somebody like this? You know, we, you never hear about victims that are just, you know, fucking the layabouts on the couch, no job or ambitions. Like, it's always somebody that's super ambitious and making a difference that ends up in this kind of situation. What the fuck? So Jennifer, why she was studying um, social work and public health at Columbia University, she met Jonathan Tedla. I think that's how that's pronounced. Who gives a shit? But anyway. <laughs> he, oh, he must be somebody bad then if we don't give a shit. Tedla. So, he, he was a computer contractor at, they have this written as two different things, so maybe it's like kind of different schools, but he was a computer contractor at Columbia University Mailman School of Public Health. It so sounds made up. It does sound made up. The mailman, you know, school. I thought that was just social services. <laughs> Civil service, that's it. Anyway, they were married for nearly seven years, uh, but he was violent for many of them, in which she tried to leave for many years, but he was not fucking having it. He would tear up papers. He would get violent. <laughs> tear up papers? Like, what when she would serve him divorce papers, she, he would tear those up. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess I should have said that, but. I was like, oh, that's a hardcore motherfucker. And like, give me those papers. <laughs> I wish it was you. Um, <laughs> and he was kind of of the mindset that uh, it, it's actually the things that I will say about her and her being afraid and stuff. This all comes from numerous sources that had spoke to Jennifer's father, Mr. Schlecht. So, um, yeah, so that's gotta be the worst type of person to like have a bad breakup with is some dude who's in the computer business. Like, cause if they're vengeful immediately, they're going to be going to like hack into your shit and posting like, like fucked up pictures, messing with your bank accounts. Like, just don't date crazy people who are in the computer business. Well, um, anyway, so, uh, where was I? He would get violent and he kind of had the mindset of if nobody, if he can't have her, nobody can. And he, this is a quote that I read many times that he was not going to quote, lose at a divorce. He was not going to lose this battle. So he kind of saw this as a winning, losing sort of thing, and he was not having it. And she even went to the lengths of possibly changing the locks, but she couldn't do that because he legally lived there. So in a way, her hands were kind of fucking tied. Ketchup's for winners, Ted. So, um, um, I, I lost my train of thought here. You're welcome. So anyway, uh, when talking to like the news outlets, spoke to neighbors, interviewed a multitude of people, um, apparently they were really good at keeping their business private because they were just described as this beautiful family who was always smiling. They were both doting parents over their five-year-old daughter, who, by the way, she is she was a cutie patootie. She was. And, um, yeah, so, like, the, the neighborhood was beyond 
fucking shocked. And they lived on a West West 121st Street in Harlem, New York. And that neighborhood, like I watched uh, a news clip of the candlelight vigil they had the night after the bodies were discovered. And this neighborhood is amazing. I mean, they they all came together to mourn this great loss. And they all cried together and they all just really, really was, you know, taken back by this, to say the least. Only thing I know about Harlem is the tag team, Harlem Heat. Well, um, I kind of made a note in here uh, that I totally glazed over uh, when I was talking about her accolades. And I said that I feel that all women are queen bees in their own way. And we are. And after reading about her accomplishment, Jennifer used those bee wings to change lives around the world. She felt that all women, no matter their station in life, should have the same reproductive rights and access to health care. And she truly was an advocate for women all around the world. Uh, I just wish she could have been more of an advocate for herself, but sometimes certain laws get your hands fucking tied and you can't get away and that brings us to where we are today Hmm. november 3rd 2019 jennifer would call her dad for the last time he said that she uh she was set on leaving her abusive marriage she told her dad that he will not lose at this divorce like i said and death threats oh he made death threats of quote taking them all out uh jennifer did have a court date to get a restraining order against jonathan jonathan the nerd yeah three days goes by it's november 6th jennifer's family is trying ferociously just to get a hold of her they're calling 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 because their last conversation obviously was not a good one So after numerous attempts of calling the police, uh, late in the evening, they did uh, call the police. I'm sorry, numerous attempts at calling her, they finally called the police, and they asked police to do a welfare check. Uh, We're going into the early hours of November 7th. Um, So after breaking the door down at about 2 a.m. on November 7th, the police arrived to find a grisly scene. Um, The details are so gruesome that I actually had to quote what the New York Daily News said happened because I I can't, yeah, I can't put this in my own words, but the quote is, the cops inside the family's condo after a 911 call saw something unspeakably different. Wife Jennifer Schlecht laying dead on the bloody bathroom floor and her decapitated head was in her lap her lifeless daughter i'm gonna hopefully say this right her lifeless daughter uh uh with a gash so deep to her throat that she was left headless inside a gore spattered bedroom end quote uh jennifer was 42 and the baby was only five so, unlike a lot of cases we discuss on here, there's not going to be a lengthy trial. There's not going to be, you know, fucking Jonathan pleading not guilty against the death penalty or any of that shit. Oh, he didn't b- pull the whole, I know that how this looks. 
No, uh, he actually hung himself in his daughter's room. Pussy. So, from what I read about Jennifer, and we're going to make this about her, but what I read about her and this family is that colleagues and neighbors that were interviewed, she was very highly respected. She was an expert in her field, and this was, quote, a typical happy family. They went on walks, but like I said, they were good about keeping their problems private, but they were seen as a family who cared about their community as much as they did each other. So not only was she a wonderful mother, um, but she was a pillar in the women's right community. And those accolades that I spoke of at the start of the show are just merely the tip of the iceberg. When I was really getting into researching this, I found a couple quotes from people that she worked with, and I'd really love to, you know, say these quotes just to give an inkling of what kind of person she was. But I mean, just with all you've already said so far, I'm already feeling like, man, I'm not doing enough with my life. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the executive director at the Women's Relief Commission, Sarah Costa, said that, quote, she brought joy and light to all, sorry, I didn't mean to get a little upset there, uh, to all who knew her and was an unyielding champion for the rights of displaced women everywhere. Most of all, she was a phenomenal mother who loved her daughter with all she had. Our hearts are broken today and our prayers are with Jen and her family. Just, you know, hearing that she was just a champion for women all around the world and all about her daughter that that was some good stuff it really i don't know she's kind of the woman we all hope we can be so and then another quote that just really hit home was the executive director of women's uh Women's Deliver, I guess, I, I hope I typed that right, Katya Iverson. She also posted her sadness for this tremendous loss, but there was something she said that really warmed my heart, but was disheartening at the same time. And she said, quote, she improved thousands of lives. This warmed my heart because she did something worthwhile and selfless with the time that she had. But it was disheartening Sorry if you are hearing that noise. We're having some air conditioning maintenance done today, so <laughs> we're all and we're like, man, uh, we don't have any other options but to record during this. So <laughs> bear with. Uh, but it was disheartening that this selfless person that was constantly trying to make the world a better place would face such a horrific end. Um, there is a Jennifer Schlecht memorial fund that was put together by her family and and uh, her family and family planning 2020 who she just had taken a position with uh, like a year before and this is to help women and girls in crisis situations access sexual and reproductive health services and family planning so although she may not be here to personally help these women in need her legacy and hard work can continue to help and it did, it was kind of heartwarming to hear that Ebenesh Ab also had a memorial. And hers is at the O'Gorman Garden Montessori School where she was a kindergartner. So, 
even though these two wonderful ladies are no longer here, at least some of their work and will and in the case of the baby, her, you know, just good smiles and stuff like that, it can kind of go on in a way. I was just uh, looking up right quick since you mentioned that fund. I was like, is that still something that's uh, going on and active and shit? Oh, yeah. And this is, is like yeah. something, kind of like a foundation that goes on, like, as long as there's donations and money and, to yeah, it. I, I was like, is there a website, whatever? I just, uh, it's yeah. on actually act.un unfoundation.org but yeah, I mean you just google search the Jennifer Schlecht Memorial Fund it'll pop up and you can do contributions of $220 to $2,500 and all the contact information and all that stuff's on there so still active if uh, feel compelled so to uh, donate to a memorial fund yeah or if you know that isn't necessarily your thing there's also the uh, O'Gorman Garden Montessori School that will go to, of course, further education. And I actually kind of like Montessori schools because those kids kind of get to learn at their own pace. It's not, you know, everybody has to be on the same page. Everybody has to be doing the same thing. They really kind of specialize for each kid, which I think is really great because not all the same kids are going to learn the same. They're not all going to be on the same page. And I just think funding education is paramount, especially when over the past few years, education has been nothing but defunded. So that huh. being said, well, there's no money to make back off of it. So why would they put money in it? Right. So there was some news in this case uh, this year, just a few months ago, actually. News. Um, yes. Uh, May 13th of this year, loved ones along with the strong neighborhood support and nearly 150 donors. There was a memorial ceremony in which a lilac tree and a photo memorial plaque, which I'll place a picture of that on my Facebook and Instagram because you know me, I love my visual aids. Uh, this memorial plaque was planted in their honor. Mm. They chose lilacs because for a number of years growing up, Jennifer would celebrate her birthday at the lilac festival held in Rochester, New York. And the tree in the memorial is located on West 121st Street, where the family once lived. So I guess that's not really like news, but the whole community came together to make this beautiful memorial and this lilac tree in the neighborhood that this family or her and her daughter love so much. Fuck this other guy. He's so they, lucky that he killed himself because that pussy took the easy way out. Afraid of dealing with the consequences of your actions, <clears throat> but they they live in a house or where do they live? It, it, they live in like a brownstone, which is like uh, what's that? Kind of tall, like okay, uh, the teaser poster that I put up that says okay. what the show is going to be about. It's like those kind of close apartments made like out Sex of Sex in the City. Yes, apartments. that's a brownstone. Ah. Oh, you just outed yourself as a Sex in the City watcher. I live with one. Okay, he does watch it with me, but he's not like, hey, babe, we got to put this on tonight. No, not nearly as much as we have a Sopranos yearly uh, run-through of that franchise, which, uh, total sidebar, this this uh, recording's coming out a little bit after the uh, the prequel, Many Saints of Newark, dropped. Uh, what's your quick two-second review of that? Uh, I thought it was most excellent. They address 
a lot of things from the series that you never really got answers to or you did hear the story but now you get the visualization of it david chase knocked it out of the park with the continuity uh there was only one thing that they didn't openly address that i would have liked them to but it was i guess subliminally kind of addressed so it, it, it's nothing serious it was just what was up with sill's hair so anyway <laughs> so take let's take that as a positive review i know there's no such thing as positive reviews of anything that comes out because no matter how good something is people instantly fucking hate whatever comes out like i've seen nothing but people bitching about the movie but i was like eh, what movie hasn't come out where people are bitching about it immediately okay well back to what we were talking about so um this domestic violence kind of got me thinking and got me curious about some statistics so i decided to look up a couple of things just this yeah so according to the national coalition against domestic violence nearly 20 people and whenever you kind of read the word nearly 20 people nearly 150 that means it's like 148 149 or 11 but for sake of argument ballpark guess we'll just say 20 for sake of argument 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the u.s 20 people per minute there are 24 hours in a day which makes it 1440 minutes that comes to 28,800 people that are abused per day just to give that a slightly even more narrow context uh, during the period of this episode that's 1200 people so we've been recording for yeah like 22 minutes now and that's but to put that into some different perspective i i started during doing this when covid happened and people started dying and i started thinking about oh wow that's 250,000 people that are dead today that's the size of blank city so in this case i looked for kind of some well-known cities in you know states that um i totally am having like a brain fart today uh, i like to think of that in terms of a city so that's nearly twenty-nine thousand people a day being abused that's like the whole city of 29 palms california being abused that's like jamestown new york being abused or everyone in citrus park florida being abused for us midwest folk that's like everyone in dodge city plus a thousand people being abused we're not even going to discuss what that is a year <laughs> and i also kind of got to looking into some other statistics that partner abuse makes up 15 percent of all violent crimes according to the department of justice i believe that 72 percent of all murder-suicides involve a significant other, and 94% of those victims of murder-suicides are women. And this is a statistic that this is just heartbreaking in general. This should not be a thing. Well, but, all of these are. Uh, according to the FBI, about 450 children are murdered by a parent each year. And since the start of the pandemic domestic violence has actually tripled from february 2019 to february 2020 so just 
if you happen to be listening to this and you are kind of questioning maybe your relationship, just know that love is not supposed to hurt. Love is not supposed to fuck with your mind. And there are multitude of resources out there. You can get with a victim advocate at your local police station. Uh, you can also get a hold of the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And their number is 1-800-799. If you can't remember the last four, it's just SAFE. So it's 7233. Uh, and they also have a text line where you can text START, like start your engines, start to change your life, at 88788. It is all free. It is all confidential. And they are there to help. Because, you know, once again... Love should be, you know, working and growing together. Love should make you happy. I mean, it's not going to make you happy every day because that's just, you know, not possible. But <laughs> but it shouldn't hurt. It shouldn't cause bruises. You shouldn't be afraid. Um, and it, it's kind of like what's been going on in the news lately, this Gabby Petito case. It First it kind of didn't come out that the abuse was happening but then as the um police dash uh the police uh body cam. yeah the body cam as that came out it came out that you know he shoved her but it made it sound like you know she was getting crazy attacked him he shoved her for his own defense but then you know of course there's always more pieces that fucking come out to a story as it unfolds and it seems like he apparently had been quite abusive to her um which ultimately led to them finding her body in grand teton park after many days of searching many days of her parents begging and asking and so it it just goes to show man you can be living with your fiance think things are great think things are you know all coming up roses and you guys are on a road trip and you're gonna live happily ever after and it can happen to anyone. It happened to Jennifer, who was, once again, this advocate for thousands of women around the world. It's happened to Gabby Petito. I'm sure we all fucking know somebody who has been in that abusive relationship and they needed to get out. And hopefully they did. I've had a couple of friends that, you know, that happened. They kept going back. I don't even remember where we left off, so fuck. Oh, huh. shit. So behind the scenes, we just had to pause because children uh, are just insistent on not allowing us to ever record uh, without interruption. So we, it, it, it's very similar to a My Cousin Vinny type uh, experience here. We can't get any sleep. We have giant, you know, loud whistles, pigs getting slaughtered. We have dudes working on AC units, children banging on doors. Screech like, owls. I'm like about ready to just fucking like this shut up if we were doing nothing right now this room would be dead silent quiet but as soon as we have something we need need quiet dogs barking god damn anyway um so uh, i kind of had wished that this would be a longer topic to discuss i mean but it's pretty cut and dry but i mean you still did a good amount of uh uh digging and information there and uh I, I kind of wanted to give this an hour. I thought when I got this, ooh, I'm really going to, you know, 
dedicate some time to talking about Jennifer and her legacy and all these great things she did and uh, well, she did, did she that. did well I I merely give you the cliff notes of her work she actually has been involved in so many organizations for women's health reproductive rights uh, traveling to underdeveloped countries there are pictures if you just look at her, pictures of her like there are pictures of her in Africa and you can see the you know the smiling faces around her granted I know it's just a photo but she didn't keep getting promoted through all of this work she didn't keep you know sticking with this field if she wasn't really making a difference and she was sought out by organizations to come and do good work and help thousands of people once again <sighs> and yeah, it's always it's always ambitious folks like something like this happens to it's never just like this dude was unemployed hadn't worked in 12 years uh was like uh, doing shady shit and then is un unexpectedly murdered. No, it's always someone that has a drive, something going on. Um, he's lucky he did kill himself because I'm sure that uh, if the community of West 121st Street would have got a hold of him, they would have tore his ass to pieces. And I'm sure Mr. Slecht, her dad, would have been more than happy to jump in because you messing with his baby girl and his baby grandbaby. So, um, <sighs> he's lucky because he didn't have to face the people. He didn't have to face the judicial system. He, he didn't have to face anything. He killed them brutally and then called it a day himself, which you can sit here and it say it's a, a coward way out. Took a painless, essentially, route. Like, short of, like, doing, like, taking pills. I was like, oh, he's manly enough to cut somebody's head off twice. But when it comes to, like, why didn't he do that to himself? Well, like, he should have slit his own throat. It's kind of like Jim Jones uh, in fucking Jonestown. Everybody fucking drank the poison and died these horrible deaths. But what did he do? He blew his own head off. He didn't drink the poison. He didn't have a gut-wrenching death of vomiting and convulsing on the ground. He ate a bullet and called it a day. <sighs> so, dipshits and pussies all around. So, that's that's all for that case. But uh, you have no more. You don't have any more listener requests. I thought you at least had one. I more do request. have some more listener requests coming up. I say because uh, of the worst me... case scenario, I have mine in there. Let's see what do we got coming up. We got the Gino Hernandez case. We're gonna go with some old school wrestling. See, people think wrestling's fake, and I'll tell you, it is choreographed. <laughs> But you better be an athlete. You better know how to do your jumps, your lands. You better have it down pat or you're going to fucking break bones, tear quads, not be able to walk again, or get thrown off the top of rings. <laughs> you could say the hazards are real. <laughs> so, yes, uh, we do have... Actually, no, I haven't wrote it on the list, but I got another one. And somebody was challenging me. And uh -oh. you know what? I love it bring it but she uh listened to the wesley perky case and um she challenged kind of my stance on this one case out of skidmore missouri called lisa montgomery and um 
I don't want to get too into it because I can't wait to cover this. But if you all know the Lisa Montgomery case, there's been I some don't. there's been some recent action in her prison stay, I guess you could say. So what's and, the challenge? Um, okay, so in the Wesley Perky thing, I basically had the stance of fuck this guy even though he had Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. And okay. I want to I want to clear this up. I, I, I thought about this and I still feel the same way. And yes, executing Wesley Perky with Alzheimer's was no justice to him. You're executing a shell of a man. But this was resolve. This was closure. This execution was for the victim's families, in my opinion. So uh, did it solve anything? No. Did it bring anybody back? No. Does this guy know why he got executed? No. But... Fuck this guy. Is he it, did horrible things to is, two innocent people. A teenage of, girl and an 80-year-old lady. Who is, kills an 80-year-old lady? Is it kind of funny in a weird, morbid way? A little bit. Okay, so the challenge was <laughs> that since I felt this way about Wesley Perky, how do I feel about Lisa Montgomery? Because this is a case where... The incident happened. I won't get into that yet, but she was eventually caught, apprehended. She's in the fucking can, and now she has mental illness. I'm just going to leave it at that. I still personally think, from what I know of the case, which I don't live too far from Skidmore, Missouri, we're within a couple of hours of it. Um, I'm going to go in with the stance of fuck this lady, too, because <laughs> no, because she was planned out. And methodical. Yeah, sure. Mentally ill people are smart. They are dumb. They're all kinds of ranges of people. But this bitch had time to earn trust, plot, plan, and even fucking get the tools to do the job. Uh, well, I guess we'll find out more when we get into it. But Yes, we uh, will. Gino Hernandez, uh, going back to that one, that was my request uh, for you to jump into. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with it, uh, most folks uh, probably are, unless you've been watching that Dark Side of the Ring show, which I think that is all the way back in season one. There's an episode on uh, the mysterious death of Gino Hernandez. I'll tell you, actually watch all of them because, I mean, there's so much more that meets the eye when it comes to wrestling. People think, oh, it's just the show. Oh, these guys are being athletic in the ring and stuff like that. But, I mean, their storyline and kayfabe which is not real story. It's fake story to make things go along. So there's like kayfabe going on, but it really blurs a line with reality. And then some of this stuff, people get heated. And well, how many times in this house have you had to ask me, babe, is this kayfabe or is this for real? <laughs> there, are, there are some of these articles that are so real. Like when Rey Mysterio lost an eye, I'm like, holy shit, is that for real? Because I mean, something could go wrong and you could fucking lose an eye. It happens all the time. The only eye I know of that was almost lost was Vader's <laughs> over in Japan, I believe. I think he just pushed that shit back in and kept on going. But that's the only eye trauma that I can think of in the wrestling business. Uh, spoiler i'm a fucking long 30 plus year fan so oh i may be having a lot more uh, two cents put in on that one than maybe any other episode unless i get uh our lovely host here to do uh more wrestling uh 
mysteries. I mean, they do have some good ones. Bruiser Brody, man, that was That's some... not really a mystery. Then we know who fucking killed him. Well, not all these shows are mystery. We know who killed the people today. Uh, yeah. I guess you could also delve into Dino Bravo, him getting his uh, mafia connections, running cigarettes in O Canada. So, well, now that we have discussed that and the other um, requests that I haven't put on the list, so it sounds like we got a couple requests coming up. But uh, I also kind of wanted to throw out there that we might, uh, for the month of October... This is the month of October. Yes. For the Halloween season, we might do, you know, some horror movie commentary. I'll try to keep it, you know, in the real realm of, you know, like, I don't know, shit that could happen in real life. Like, you're next, or the strangers, or... My vote's for the town that dreaded sundown. The town that dreaded sundown. Old version or new version? I still have never seen the new version. The new version's not that bad. It's no old version, but... I mean, I mean, we could always double up and do the old version and then do the new version. Two that's, commentaries. That's a very, very long commentary. No, I those don't, are two episodes right I there. don't think people want to sit here and listen to us talk on no, this you fucking do, movie. You do one episode on one, then you do the next episode's the remake. Um, okay, so we do have like a couple commentaries coming up. If uh, you have any suggestions, get at me like this week, next week... Maybe we can do a horror movie of your picking. Something, you know, let's keep it like in the real realm. No <laughs> supernatural, no cryptids, none oh, of that. Well, Sorry. It's, no. all the, it's all my fun shit. Come to my channel at 3B Video if you want the cool shit like that. <laughs> Fuck his channel. <laughs> but we also have um, my goal with this channel when I started it that I wanted to do not so mainstream crimes um, not so mainstream mystery stuff like that. So I do have, you know, some off the wall stuff coming our way. I mean, you're cornering your favorite demographic of, uh, moms who are into murder mystery shows. Well, we're going to, we're going to not be so mainstream here. A lot of people always want to talk about the big hitters, you know, like John Bonet and, and you do the big hitters so you can bring in the audience and they and explore and see no the disrespect other things. to any of the mainstream cases those people who were victimized it's completely terrible but uh as much as i want to cover them everybody covers them let's give voices to some of these cases that don't really get a voice if you and, want her to cover big cases don't worry folks i will break her down over time uh but i've been getting uh quite a few requests for you know like a couple months now and this show has kind of taken a different direction of being a voice for not so out there cases like this case today it sounds like it was a very very big deal and the last case before that with uh emet st Gian, that was like a really big deal in new york and uh, there so they're a big deal locally, but not globally or nationally. I mean, maybe they actually have gotten some, you know, worldwide kind of exposure. And uh, even Emmet St. Gian had, like, investigation discovery shows made about her. However, there's just, when there's so much crime, so much murder, a lot of these people get lost in the shuffle. Everything is lost. Shit. A school shooting gets lost in the shuffle. Well, the, shit, there for a while days. we were having, like, one every week, it seemed like. And it's, you know, so I kind of feel like uh, I want to give a voice to these lesser-known cases that don't always get the limelight, like John Bonet, or, I don't know, that's the only one that keeps coming to mind with these big heavy hitters and stuff. Jeffrey Dahmer, Toy Box Killer. Sure. 
we'll go with all them. Kukwinski. They uh, they always get the limelight. Let's give it to some people who, you know, maybe their death wasn't as, you know, I don't want to glorify it and say, you know, as in the limelight as others. Uh, last podcast on the left refers to them as heavy hitters. Sure, heavy hitters. I mean, a couple of these, only just like a couple people get killed, and then, you know, and it's horrible how they get killed, but, you know, when you got a motherfucker making love zombies and eating people and putting them in the fucking barrel, how can you compete with that? So... <laughs> Because that's all Dahmer wanted was he wanted a love zombie. He wanted somebody to please him, love him, Save touch him. Save all that him. for the Dahmer episode down Fuck the road Dahmer. in the future. Fuck him. And this motherfucker, everybody talks about him. He's got 101 fucking movies. We all know he fucking ate his victims. But what I found the saddest about all of it was that at the end of the day, he just wanted somebody to love him and please him. How sad is that, that he had to go through these great lengths to attempt he, to get what he wanted? I think he is the universally uh, classified saddest uh, serial killer. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, there, there's a lot of sadness out there when it comes to this kind of stuff. and that Well, widely known. Yeah, I... It is sad, and it kind of does humanize him because we all just want somebody to love. We all want someone to love us. We all want, at the end of the day, to, for someone to just tell us they love us and it's all going to be okay. And the security of being in someone's arms that you trust and love. Um, I don't think that he wanted anything more than what any one of us want. But somewhere... He short-circuited in his brain, or he had some misconception of something. Uh, I don't know. I think it was working for Ambrosia Chocolates. Working for chocolates made him want to kill people and eat them? Could be. I mean, if anything, I probably would stop eating chocolate. Because, I mean, we all know Roger. Like, okay, so we have Roger DeMarco, who is on the 3B uh, video with Evil, and at one time, he worked for a candy company that made gummies. And I refuse, I refuse to let him tell me about any of his time while working there. Because I personally still like gummies, gummy bears, <laughs> gummy worms, whatever. I like gummies. You just want to enjoy your gummies. Like, I want a hamburger. I don't need to bring the cow over, slit its throat, and slice pieces off and cut it up and burn it into a crisp and put it between two buns. I just want to enjoy my burger, man. Exactly. I don't need to know what the almighty Oz behind the curtain is doing. Just give me my you gummies. You and don't, You don't want to know the bug allowances? No, I don't. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. I've been trying to not think about that. And there you go bringing up bug parts well just like jack burton always says sooner or later i rub everybody the wrong way <sighs> you haven't rubbed me too wrong in 13 years i'm working on it though you're working on it working on it you want trying to give me a rash <laughs> yeah so anyway uh i guess we've kind of done our piece for today <laughs> like we can't we can't you know knock it out the park every week with long episodes hour-long stuff sometimes it's pretty cut and cut and dry pretty narrow i hope that i did this episode justice i really tried um 
Do you have, uh, what was the uh, location of that memorial again, where uh, the tree is? It's in Harlem, New York, at West 121st Street. It looked like, just looking at it through pictures, it looks like just a beautiful, picturesque of New York, of just brownstones and trees, and it did look like a very nice community. And then, once again, seeing all these people uh, at the vigil, I mean, it was people of all races all ages everybody just came together to mourn for the loss of this of this beautiful woman and her beautiful daughter and this was a request someone wanted you to do so they live in the area uh this does come uh from um a new york resident her name is danica she also requested last week's episode of emet oh. st Gian and daryl littlejohn well since the they made the request for you to do the episode. You should do a request back where they have to, now they've listened to the episode, they should be have to go take some uh, lilac and go put it on the memorial. Ooh, yes. Um, take a picture of it. Yes, Danica, if you happen to be, I know just based on like a couple of shows we've done in New York, especially like the Long Island Serial Killer with Shannon Gilbert, episode two, I think that was. Good Lord. Uh, yes, anyway, just kind of looking that 15 miles can take you a fucking hour. Um, we're kind of not used to that here in Kansas City. In like 15 minutes, I can be I can be a number of places. And just everything's kind of close. The Kansas State Line, getting downtown, uh, everywhere I need is kind of within 20 minutes of here. So, um, Go, go I, check out the memorial if, if you, you have a chance. In if you're the, in the area... Go over there, take a picture, drop something off, do your two two bits worth. If you don't want to donate to her fund, that's fine. We all understand that. But go go give a few moments of time to, yeah. to, at the memorial. I would love to see a picture of you, uh, a picture of you with the memorial. Maybe uh, if you don't feel comfortable with that, that's fine. But yeah, if you can. Lay an extra rose for me. That would be great because, once again, I mean, you heard I was getting upset just reading these quotes about all these people that she worked with and how they felt about her. And, I mean, just her her work people, uh, the neighborhood people, her, of course, you know, your dad's supposed to love you. But, you know, just <laughs> all these people said all these beautiful things about her and she she didn't deserve any of this. Uh, nobody does, and that is your, that is your signature flower. Is or at least that's what I think of for you is a rose, the scent of a rose. Uh, so, yeah, lay a rose down, or two. Um, it's unfortunate that she couldn't, you know, get away, and she couldn't find that peace and happiness for a harmonious home here. But uh, they're together in the afterlife, and she's. <laughs> changed thousands of lives and she did good with her time so um as sad as i can't give her an hour i was very glad to learn about this woman i was glad to read about her acolytes and all the things that she did for women around the world so on that note we're gonna wrap this episode up and uh, if you want you can feel free to drop me a request I have a Facebook page, Instagram page, Housewife of Horrors, and there I like to put up visual aids. So I'm a person, I like faces to names, so when I talk about all these people, I like to put up... Uh, it gives extra weight to it. Yeah, and um, 
I do have some cute pictures of Jennifer and her daughter and the memorial. Unfortunately, I will be posting a picture of him with them, but you'll see that, you know, it's all smiles and things aren't always kind of what they appear to be in pictures. So don't let that fool you either. So once again, ending on that heavy note there, thank you for your request. Thank you all for your listens from here in the States to Ireland, to Germany, to Singapore. I appreciate you all and you guys have a great night and stay safe. Have a good one.